What does a narcissist look for in you? Have you ever thought about that? Why does it seem like you keep attracting narcissists? Why does it seem like you're a narcissistic magnet? Why does it seem like they keep coming back to you? Are they attracted to your looks, to your money, to your image? What actually is it? And what's going on? How are they actually doing this? How are they picking you out? See, I was actually on a live event the other day with a couple of friends and was talking about this concept. And someone asked the question of like, what do you look for when you're looking for someone to manipulate? And the conversation kind of went around. Several self-aware narcissists spoke. I spoke and talking through this concept of what a narcissist actually looks out, looks like, looks for in you. I want to be able to touch on that today. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist trying to be able to help people understand narcissism, narcissistic abuse, the destructive nature it has on you and everything that's happening in your life. If you're confused about it or if you want to get more information, go to rawmotivations.com. We've got a seven-day challenge for $7. Really simple, really easy, and people have been getting a lot of value from it. So check it out, rawmotivations.com. When we're talking about a narcissist looking for you, like looking to actually find and manipulate another person, what are they actually doing? Now, a lot of people have this thought of narcissists are just going after empaths. They're going after people who are very empathetic, who are very loving, who feel what they feel, who like develop a savior complex, want to fix the other person. But I don't always think that's the case. Now, in talking through a couple different things on the live event, a couple different opinions got brought up. One of them is this concept of energy. The narcissist a lot of times is very in tune to other people's feelings, but doesn't actually acknowledge them. Narcissists can also be very in tune to energy as far as like there's an energy about you that actually attracts them. There's an energy about you that actually helps them be like, oh, this is the right person. Now, let me break it down to a way that hopefully makes sense. Say I walk into a room and there's a crowd of people, okay, and there's three girls in one corner talking to a bunch of people. When I walk up to that crowd, you can tell really quick who is actually open. Now, a lot of times you're going to have like the first person be like maybe like the the main person in the group, like the spokesperson or the, the leader in one sense out of those three people. Typically, that person is not going to be the easiest person to manipulate or mold. And so as a result, you kind of like steer away from that. Then you have the second person oftentimes is like the sidekick or like the second command. And then you have like the third person who sometimes just ends up being the third wheel. Now in that situation, the second person is oftentimes the easier person to go after or especially the third being the most easy to manipulate because they're not getting certain types of validation from other people. This is the same aspect of someone who comes from a broken household or a household that didn't have strong parental figures. They end up having a need that needs to be filled, which can be filled from a narcissistic person. So a lot of times a narcissist is looking to let me fill a need that I can actually fill for this person that keeps them locked into me. Now, for me, part of what I'm speaking to is from like a covert, vulnerable narcissist standpoint of like, hey, this is the thing that helps serve them that makes me look good. There's a big piece of it of like not being like a jerk, but just being like, oh, let me help you. And in that help, it locks that person in. So sometimes there's just like this energy of like picking up on this person is open. This person is, you know, what I want. Then there's the aspect of like, hey, this person has attributes that I like. Now, I have to be really careful about this because I've mentioned several things about this that I don't agree with. So I'm trying to give you both sides. Sometimes people are along the lines of saying the narcissist came after you because of your intrinsic good of your worth, of how amazing you are, of these attributes that they loved about you. 
And while I see the logic, I feel like there's a lot of times people make that up to feel better about themselves being used by a narcissist. I don't say that lightly, and I don't say that to diminish anything that's happened to you, but a lot of times you think that a narcissist is coming after you because you're so amazing. Narcissist really doesn't care. Narcissist cares how you actually show up for you, of how you actually act for them. A narcissist cares about what they get from you. So when it comes down to it, you can be the best person in the world and have these intrinsic goods and these worths and who you are and these values and stuff that looks good. doesn't mean the narcissist is coming after you for those reasons. Sometimes it's to tarnish those reasons. Sometimes it's to make themselves feel better because then they have those reasons in their life. Oftentimes we see a narcissist that will get with someone who's high performing in business and stuff like that. And it's like, great, if I'm with this person, it'll make me better. And then they get with that person, they realize it actually doesn't work that way. You can't get better at business through osmosis by sleeping with someone. Instead, you have to actually put in the work. But for a narcissist, it's then like, okay, now I'm not actually getting what I wanted out of it. So let me bring this person down. Let me degrade them so that I feel better about myself. At the end of the day, narcissists don't come after you being like, wow, they're so amazing. Let me be with this person because they're so amazing. Narcissist comes after you because they're like, wow, let me be with you because you make me feel so amazing. Sometimes people get that thing that confused. I just want to be able to point that out. A lot of times narcissists are not coming after you for your worth, but because of how it makes them feel about their worth. The other aspect that I wanted to bring up in what is a narcissist actually looking to you or like for you to be able to get you, there's two words that kind of came up when we were like discussing this in a live event. One of the words was moldable. And I want you to think of this. There's a lot of times that we see a narcissist that's with a person that goes to be with a younger person. Not all the time, but a lot of times we do see that. Part of the reason behind that is not just because the next person is naive or doesn't have a lot of life experience or is younger, so they're going to believe everything the other person says, who's teaching them or training them or helping them be the person that they're supposed to be, whatever it might be. Oftentimes, a narcissist are looking to younger people to use them in a moldable way. Now, what I mean by this is the narcissist isn't looking just like to control for control's sake, okay? Typically from a narcissist, control is this aspect of like, I want to control you to make my image look good, okay? So to make me look better. Always coming back to the narcissist. The other aspect is like controlling, and I use the word molding in particular, because a narcissist oftentimes is like, wow, you are amazing because I can mold you. So you're amazing because of your potential. You're amazing because of your potential because I can mold you to be the person who's going to be the best for me. A lot of times a narcissist doesn't think that you're the best person ever. That love bombing, that, that high of being with that other person isn't because they think you're the most amazing person. It's because they think you're the most amazing person to make them look better. Like you under, have to understand it still comes back around to me. Like it still comes back around to the narcissist, like not anyone else. So many people get confused about this and they think like, hey, we're in a relationship and it's a two-sided relationship. And that's not true. You're in a relationship with one person that is a one-sided relationship, and that one side does not include you. It only includes them. It only includes the narcissist. For the narcissist, it only includes me, myself, and I. It doesn't include anybody else because everybody else doesn't matter as much as I do. Like That's the thought that's actually going through the narcissist's mind. You don't matter. I do. You don't matter. Okay, And so a narcissist oftentimes looks for another victim to be a person who can be moldable, who can be the person that they want them to be, to be who is going to be in their life to make them feel better. 
they're like, well, the last person, you know, we just didn't connect. This person actually gets me. This person actually loves me because they're thinking I'm making this person to be who I want them to be. Sometimes you'll see this from one supply to the next, from one affair to the next, from one partner to the next. And he goes to the next affair and he's like, you're going to look this way. I don't really like that. That's what my ex used to do. And all of a sudden you find yourself molded into the same type of person that they used to be with. This happens over and over and over again. Not even overtly, not even like, oh, you can't wear that, but just small little things that change your perspective of what you're actually looking for. So for me, one of the words was moldable, okay? A narcissist looks for someone who's moldable. The second thing is a lot of times a narcissist looks for someone who worships them. It is a unique dynamic because a narcissist wants someone who's going to give them all the praise, all the attention, all the affection, all the adoration, everything like that, basically worship, okay? So a narcissist is looking for someone who can actually like bow down, worship them, put them on a pedestal, make them feel like a god in one sense because that's what they're trying to do. That's what they think. I'm the center of the universe, so everything should revolve around me. So when a narcissist latches onto someone who's moldable and also can worship them, that ends up putting them on a pedestal to feel good about themselves. So what do you do? How do you actually combat this? How do you not be moldable? How to not be a slave to the narcissist, not be someone who sends off this energy that like pulls a narcissist in, not be someone who, you know, looks good. And as a result, like goes after trying to heal and save narcissists. When it comes down to it, the only way that you can actually change your current circumstance with a narcissist is you can't change them. Too many people latch onto this aspect of like, if I can make him understand, if I can make him get aware, you can't. You need to understand that. The only person in the room that you can change is yourself. But so many times you're too stubborn to work on yourself because you'd rather fix someone else to make yourself feel better. I'm not calling you a narcissist. I'm not putting you down. I'm just calling out the reality of a lot of what people struggle with on a day-to-day basis is you actually working on you. So many people that come to Raw Motivations, we start to help them with self-help and work on it. We see two people. We see one that's willing to dive in and do the work and invest in themselves every single day. And we see the other half that run because they don't want to be honest with where they are and what they have to do to be able to grow, to mature, to develop into the person they're called to be and the person they want to be so they don't go back or say they're not with a toxic person. How do I actually do this? What do we actually need to focus on? One of the things we need to focus on is boundaries boundaries, but directional. There's one thing we talk about in the seven day challenge for $7 on rawmotivations.com. So check that out. Boundaries being directional. Like you know who you are. Guarantee you probably like 75% of people watching this video right now, you do not know who you are. You do not know your sole purpose. You do not know the direction in life that you need to continue moving forward. And as you continue moving forward, you need to understand who you are. And when you define and when you know who you are, that starts to develop boundaries around you because they're not for someone else, they're for you. Starts to develop boundaries around you that keep you in line with the direction that you're actually going. The problem is when a narcissist comes into your life and you're like, oh, let me sacrifice that boundary. I don't need to go that direction. You go a different way. And then you wonder why you're stuck because you actually gave up on the original dream, vision, value that you had and someone pulled you off course. Our job is to get you back on course to understand the truth of the situation and build a healthy lifestyle moving forward. You can start off today doing that at rawmotivations.com. Sign up for our seven-day challenge. It's $7, a tiny investment for you to start daily investing in you on a daily basis. It's important. Check it out, rawmotivations.com.